0: Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan,
1: and I'm Ginger Comlin.
0: Ginger, I have a question. As always, I want to kick things off by asking you, what would your if you can have any superpower, what would that be?
1: Well, of course, it would be using AI to improve the employee and customer <sighs> experience.
0: Of course, not invisibility or flight. I think your power is reading from studies, which I, tell me more about this? the <laughs> stat that you've picked up. Go.
1: I know. Well, you know, the reason that I want AI as my superpower is because it is. it. You can use AI to um, give your employees superpowers to deliver a great uh, customer experience. And in fact, 62% of business executives say, that using AI and customer service interactions increases employee satisfaction, first contact resolution, and revenue, and reduces the cost to serve.
0: Okay. That sounds like a superpower all on its own. It sounds like AI is going to be the topic of today's conversation, which is something we've covered quite often on here. I don't think we can cover it enough. And I think the best way to cover a, a topic we've repeated is to bring some guests back. So we have David Wasserman and Jane Hendricks with us again today to talk more about how AI covers the customer and employee experience. If you happen to be on Genesis to listen to this today, please scroll down and um, have the report, uh, customer experience and the future of work. And AI comes of age. We have those two reports that are linked at the bottom. And if you have them open, it's a great resource while you're listening along. So let's, let's dive in. Well, let's welcome back to Tech Talks in 20, Jane Hendricks and David Wasserman. We'll start with you, Jane. Can you explain a little bit about what you do at Genesis?
2: Sure. I'm the product marketing manager, and I cover conversational AI. So what I do is I make this awesome technology uh, simple and explain how it's being applied, which is the role I'm playing here in this podcast.
0: That's right. Making conversation simple. That's what we're looking for. At least we yeah. hope to achieve that, right? Uh, David, how about you? Tell us a little bit about what you do here for Genesis. Yeah, so I'm uh,
3: involved with our workforce engagement products, and the reason I'm here today is we leverage uh, some of the wonderful AI innovations that Jane and team are creating uh, to engage agents in their jobs.
1: So I think people might think of different things when they think of AI. So for context, Jane, how does Genesis define AI? I think
2: it's not necessarily about definitions because AI is a technology. If you look at, um, if you Google it up and you Google up AI, you will get a lot of articles about algorithms, data, neural nets, all of this technology, technical stuff. It's about algorithms, it's about data, what we could do. But when we at Genesis talk about AI, we keep all of that in mind. And that's something that our developers and our research group focuses on because we want to make sure it's good. But we think of how to apply it how does it apply and so when we talk about ai there's a couple of things one what role does it play for genesis it's to allow our customers to effortlessly innovate what does that mean that means do something they couldn't manually do using this what seems like complicated technology and what we do with this technology is a couple things one we wanna make sure that we're accelerating time to value. We make it easy to use. So it's turnkey. You don't have to build algorithms yourself. You don't need to hire an army of developers or data scientists. We put all of that complexity beside, behind easy to use tools and put it at your hands. We use it to, and you'll hear from David on how we do this for the employee experience and why it's important, but not just automation, but smart automation. So one of the things that AI enables you to do is to always do data-driven decisions because that's how AI works. It doesn't just make a decision based on its gut feel, it's using data. And last but not least is optimization. So this continual learning, retraining, kind of that um, virtual cycle to make sure that AI is constantly learning. Um, And it's not that it learns by itself all the time, there is a human in the loop approach and we'll talk about that as we kind of walk through this podcast. So, hopefully, that gives it enough context.
0: I think so. Well, it, it's interesting because we have the customer experience and the future of work report that states when we asked uh, what technologies and tools you're now using and considering using, we found that a lot of that, most of the tools were AI driven tools. And why is that so prevalent now? Why is AI so prevalent on this list for when we talk about the what's now available to them now and what, what we want to use in the future over the next one or two years? Um, I think maybe, Jane,
3: I'll take this. I think we put it more um, in some of the work that we do with agents. If we think about uh, what we call workforce engagement management, it's really three uh, groups of products. One is around the quality management project uh, process. The second is around resource management, scheduling agents. And the third is around performance management. And to your question, Michael, a lot of those processes were previously done in a very manual way. If we just look at something as simple as the quality management process, it was typically done in the past with side-by-sides between supervisors and agents. Well, what does that mean? If in a contact center taking thousands of calls in a typical day, the opportunity for a supervisor to sit with an agent and actually evaluate those calls was limited. So maybe you'd get one or 2% of the calls evaluated in a day. The problem with that approach is it's it's not a big sample. And you've also involved a human. And as, as Jane said, the great thing about AI is it's, it's uh, I'll use the word, it's unbiased, right? It's using data to make the decision. So now with AI using quality as an example, we can now automate that entire process, right? So it's not about a supervisor sitting next to an agent. It's about a machine listening to an agent and evaluating that particular interaction. And then you bring in the human element, right? Now you bring in the supervisor or the coach to specifically look at ones that are marked as needing improvement. And they're doing the one-on-one with the agent to to drive that improvement. But you've, you've scaled up the process completely. You've eliminated the human elements as it relates to evaluating. You've increased the sample size. You've eliminated bias. And now you've allowed the supervisor to spend time with the agent uh, versus struggling to do the evaluations to begin with. Now it's about coaching and improvement, not about evaluating.
1: And it sounds like when you have that much data, you can see not just, like you said, a couple of interactions, but trends over the course of all of that agent's interactions over x time frame
3: right i mean so example it's a basic example of if one of the cues for the agent is to say good morning good afternoon good evening to a customer now we can understand was that set on every call as appropriate as it should be uh, not through some sample where we've got a few examples where it didn't happen and it's assumed that it never happened
0: what I'm capturing from agents that are using that it's that ability. And we've talked about this before the nudge concept where they're seeing that it's easy indications to what's they're almost self-training themselves based on what the AI is delivering to those agents and, and, and return. So they're not just listening to the recordings. They're seeing indications as to what was good and what was bad within that recording. And that's without any human intervention at that point. Um, they're just going back and reviewing. And I think that, um, and and on that self-training and that that quality aspect, I've, I've heard that is a uh, key element to how they can improve customer performance.
3: Yeah, because now you've taken some of that real-time evaluation and you've extended mm-hmm. it to the agent in real-time and to your point about nudging. Now it's not the supervisor saying, you know, David, remember, you got to say good morning. It's about the agent being given that prompt actually during the interaction itself where they can maybe recover. Uh, and to try to uh, uh, deliver what the was expected of the agent on that contact center call. So yes, it's uh, it's not just post call coaching; it's real time coaching.
2: But I think it's important to go back to to the concept of why now, right? Why now versus um, you know what's changed? So a couple of things I think David was talking about it. One, the customer expectations we know have evolved. Um, Agents have to deal with customers that are uh, that that expect a higher level of service to begin with, right? They they expect instant service, and I think the technology has evolved. So we have we're capturing more data than we ever had available to us in an electronic structured way. We didn't have that before, so now we have a lot of data from our agents, from our customers, um, from third-party systems. And this data is coming at us quickly. And we have um, computing power. We all know that that's evolved. The algorithms, you said, what is AI? It's the algorithms. The algorithms have become more sophisticated and with better computing powers, they can run faster. So one of the things that, when we look at how AI is used within Genesis and what we do with it, 95% of our use cases, some of which Davis talked about are real time. So it's not just looking at a report and use it like a sentiment anal- like using uh, sentiment analysis, which is a form of AI. You can use that to create uh, monthly reports and look at what the sentiment is over the past three months and has it evolved and has it changed. And that's great, that's super valuable. But if you can do this in real time while the agent is on the phone, right? And change the behavior in real time, that's a lot more powerful.
1: Yeah, I want to refer to what Michael called out earlier, some of the stats from, we have a couple of reports where we looked at, at AI and areas of the employee experience really you know rose to the surface. And so in our customer experience in the future of work report, it was really interesting to see how many of the tools or technologies that you're going to use to improve the employee and thus the customer experience, as Michael said, are AI-based. So, AI coaching and training recommendations, AI performance monitoring and evaluation, real-time sentiment analysis, agent assist technology, intelligent forecasting and scheduling, gamification, predictive routing to match customer and employee I, to make that ideal match. So, I mean, out of this full list that there was, I think I only left two off that didn't have to do with <laughs> employee engagement and performance. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I think you left off chatbot voice bots, and it does have to do with employee performance. So <laughs> one thing is a, a a voice bot chatbot can actually take some of the front part of what an agent would have to do away from the agent. and voice bot chatbots they we talked about human in the loop. They don't work in a vacuum. It's a continuum, right? And the other thing that we're seeing is the use of these technologies to actually help employees. Right, because these same bots can help employees do their jobs better. So, you know, when we look at this list from Genesis perspective, we do all of this in one way in some way or another. And what we don't do today, we're certainly building towards in the future. And I would expect that this list as time goes on is going to grow. Right. Absolutely. People will find more areas of where to apply AI. This is really just the beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and Mm People can't see the list because we're we're on a podcast, and and we will have it um, on the page available, uh be, you know below, scroll down to see the full report. But all of these areas are, like you said, um, there's the chart shows what's currently used and what's plant being planned to use over the next one to two years, and those bars are really long in pretty much every area except for where there's already high usage and there's still growth plans so it's it's just like burgeoning
3: i kind of look at it as ai is reducing i'll call it friction right, right. if you think about our personal lives uh, just to, in the process of maybe going somewhere you know in the past it was all about uh, getting reading a map and writing down directions and asking someone on the road when you got lost that that's friction right that it's not a bad thing it's just it's 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 something that's in your way Right. That that actually, I think, as humans, causes us to be just generally frustrated, right, and distracts us from maybe doing other things that are more critical. And if I think about uh, the items that were listed a few minutes ago, all of those capabilities, those AI enabled capabilities are reducing friction in 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 the role of an employee, in the role of an agent. And as a result of that, their frustration levels are lower. And because of that, they can do a better job handling the customer themselves. Right. Or there's always this human interaction between the employee and the, and the customer, which will have friction inherently because it's two people speaking. Right. And they have to try to understand each other. But eliminating all of those, I'll call it manual processes and handing those over to AI and computing allows the, the level of friction that you enter that conversation in to be significantly lower and therefore probably a better interaction and experience for both parties
2: when we talk about these friction points, I think a lot of people, when, you know, when you read about AI, they think robots and they think process automation, right? Like the single screen, put everything together, um, uh, remove friction, uh, do something for me. But I think what we sometimes neglect, and I'll bring this back to sentiment analysis and other things, is without AI being able to make sense of data quickly and in innovative ways, you don't see, right? You don't, you don't have the knowledge that you do so an agent right without AI with just a simple with a screen that just shows you who the customer is their name age Etc they don't know that um you know their mo their likelihood to purchase this product is 20 is I don't know not 20 that's low 80 percent that's a piece of insight there's no way they're going to know without AI and so I think some of this it, it's The friction comes from you have to do things that stand in the way, but also from not knowing things. And some of it are things that, this is an interesting concept, you don't know what you're missing until you have it, which I think is kind of like those AI aha moments. You didn't know that you needed this predictive outcome until you actually had it and you see what it does to your business.
3: I love that. that. I love that. that Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was talking about uh, outcomes and capabilities. I I have to throw in some more data. We have a a report called AI Comes of Age. And one of the questions we asked, um, where, in in which areas is your company using AI to improve the employee experience? Uh, There are several areas where those who we identified as AI leaders significantly stood out among everyone else, the the average and and the laggards. And they, we define them as AI leaders because they are using AI in more places throughout their organization with more success than everyone else. So um, the top one, which I thought is so interesting, identifying employee career growth capabilities, not opportunities, capabilities. So um, like David, as you were saying before with this, this uh, sentiment analysis and the speech speech analytics and things like that, being able from that kind of information about employee performance to see what they're likely to be able to do next. Um, And then forecasting and scheduling to measure employee productivity and um, prompting next best actions in real time to employees. So a lot around helping to improve employee performance. And as a result, also, their engagement because you're helping them to grow in their, in their role and succeed at their job.
3: Yeah. One of the things that uh, I'd also add on to that is gamification. So uh, we at Genesis as part of our workforce engagement management solution offer gamification. And then recently uh, over the last few, because I was looking at some of the statistics and the, the growth is rapid and of the customers that actually have this, You know, a very large percent are extremely active users. You know, and why is that the case? One of the reasons would be with remote work, you've got to find a way to engage agents and engage employees. And again, the role of the supervisors is is limited. I mean, you need to use computing and AI to do that for you, to actually help you manage the team. So I see this extending into... All parts uh, of the agent experience, the employee experience, in the contact center, and gamification is uh, is one of the more recent ones that we've seen a significant uptick in over the last 12 to 18 months. Just a really huge change in the usage of this and uh, its benefits to customers.
1: We've been talking about unleashing employee superpowers using right. using AI, right? Exactly. Um, and then around that, we have AI enabled experience orchestration can you talk a little bit about how these overlap
2: they're, uh, they're all part and parcel of the same thing so experience orchestration is the full continuum right this is what genesis does we orchestrate experiences on behalf of our or our we help our customers orchestrate better experiences and uh agents uh customers Everything is is part of that world. So AI um, helps, it, it's that effortless innovation bit of experience orchestration. It helps make it easier, smarter, uh, more fluid, removes the friction. We talked about friction, remove some of those friction points. Um, but it's not that, Like I, I think experience orchestration encompasses everything we've been talking about here and probably more.
3: And I think Ginger, as it relates to superpowers, employee superpowers, eliminating these this friction, eliminating these mundane tasks, helping people do their job, and maybe in some ways helps them do their job where they have weak points, allows their their strengths or their superpowers
0: uh to shine through in their interactions with customers. What what are some of the misconceptions you're uh hearing about AI?
2: There's a couple of things. One, it's misconceptions and two expectations. So let's start with an expectation. Expectation is that it will replace humans. That's just not true. AI is uh, supports humans and helps make the, the human experience a better one. It's not about let's just let's just automate everything and we don't need anybody. So that's one. And the other these misconceptions is one, it's really hard. I need that army of data scientists. That's one of the reasons we built it into our platform as opposed to make me like a separate thing. Um, and I'm gonna need uh, data scientists and all these experts and it's gonna take forever. Not necessarily true. Um, another one is that uh, AI is, um, it's going to be super expensive, right? I'm gonna need all this specialist stuff. I'm gonna need more data. It, if AI is built into your platform, if all of the tools are there you're not necessarily incurring those additional expenses. You're just really just turning on capabilities, smarter capabilities that are already there. That's how we treat it at Genesis. Um, And the last one, I think this one's a big one, is that AI is a black box. I'm going to turn it on. I don't know what it's doing. It's going to do stuff. And I'm just going to have no control over that. Um, And I would say that that, comes because a lot of times the way AI is implemented is you, you have you, people plop in the algorithms and say okay we're done let's go. But what we've done is really built in the analytics that are going to show you what AI is doing, and give you those UIs, give you the tools to kind of control how AI is implemented. Either toggle it a bit, you know, flip a different switch, kind of control that experience. So it doesn't have to be a black box, right? And so when you're thinking about AI, really think about how is it implemented? What is it doing? How do I control it? And if those things are there, it's not the black box that people fear it is.
3: Yeah, the other quick comment I would make is, uh, I think for all of us in our lives, we've gone through a series of technology changes. Some of it has been around computing, as an example, but I don't think there's a contact center around that's not using computers. right? Some of it's been around uh, uh, technology, around how we communicate with customers or communicate with each other. I don't think there's a contact center around that's probably not using chat to communicate within the agent community. And in all those cases, the customer experience and the agent experience has been improved. I think the risk of not embracing, I'll call this this next evolution in technology, is you'll fall behind. And eventually if someone wasn't using computing in their contact center, they're probably no longer in business. And I think dipping your toe in the water and getting an understanding of what's happening uh, is important. So you can get on, on, on the road on this next evolution in technology
0: within the contact center. That is a an excellent way to uh, wrap things up. We want to thank you both. This is this is not your uh, first time on our program, and it's probably not going to be your last. So uh, I will say thank you for joining us, and we'll hear from you again soon.
1: Terrific conversation about how AI can improve employee experience superpowers. And if you're not looking into it, you're going to fall behind. Um, One of the things that stood out to me, Michael, that David pointed out was how important AI is in several areas, areas of the employee experience, from quality management to performance management to forecasting and scheduling. It really can help in so many areas that improve not only performance, but engagement.
0: Right. And I, I think, uh, and what Jane was talking about when she said, let the data make your decisions, let AI do that, and then um, mix in the human element to that. I think that's a that's a forgotten aspect that AI is there to enhance that by using the data to make the unbiased, correct decision, and then let that mix in that human interaction, uh, human element afterwards.
1: And reducing friction. It makes it easier for agents to do their job, which means that customers have a better experience.
0: And I also found that um, when we talk about AI uh, and being an orchestration engine to your uh, CX experience, it was important to, and and David really summed it up best by when when he said that you have to have it, right? We just said that again, we can't repeat that enough, but it does make it easier, smarter and faster to get to the uh, experiences that we need and the innovations that we need to service that customer the best.
1: Yeah. That's an excellent point to wrap up with today. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, As we close this episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you are able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. Those expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified of previous and new episodes of the podcast. And please feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. We hope that you will. Again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.